right, we are back. I'm Janine. That was my pre-recorded segment with Jake Shimabakoro. If you missed any part of it, it is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I do want to let you know we are on Twitter at KUCI-FM, Instagram, KUCI-FM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, and we are on Facebook, KUCI-889. My next guest, I love this, Michelle Poehler. She's a speaker, YouTuber, and founder of Hello Fears and 100 Days Without Fear, and she's here to join us. Good morning, Michelle. Hi, good morning. Thank you for calling in. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I think this is a lot of, um, you know, very relatable topic because people have so many different types of fears, and you talk about how you had a lot of different fears growing up. Yeah, yeah, I have many, many, many different fears and for many different reasons as well. And because people normally ask, like, where do your, your fears come from? And they right. come from many, many places. Of course. And moving to New York, scary place. <laughs> it is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in New York, I know. I mean, you have to hold your purse a certain way and be careful. And what was that like for you? Well, um, it's weird because people ask me, so you come from Venezuela, that's where I was born, and I lived the first 19 years of my life there. And they ask, so you come from Venezuela, but you moved to New York to face your fears? Like, isn't Venezuela <laughs> pretty scary and dangerous? <laughs> and I say, yes, but the thing is that in Venezuela, you live a very sheltered life because it is actually dangerous to be outside. So um, nowadays, it's way worse. Like, people have armored cars and... Um, you can't go outside of your house after 6 p.m. because it's so dangerous. When I was living there, I had a normal life, but still, like, I would not walk anywhere. And, uh, of course, not by myself. You would have to go in a car everywhere, and you can't expose yourself too much. You know, you have to be very careful um, so you don't get mugged or robbed or kidnapped or anything. Anything, yeah. So, in New York, I heard that, that New York is pretty safe, even though it's scary. I heard it's one of the safest city in the world, but still, I was so afraid to be by myself right. and walk at night by myself, grab the subway, get lost, not not know where I am. All sure. the things that I was kind of trying to live in my comfort zone the entire time. And New York is definitely not for the fearless, for no. the fearful. So that's why I I realized I had to face my fears while living in the city. That's really, really good. And so this led you to rewrite your definition of fear, and you, you started this project, the 100 Fears in 100 Days. What was that like? Yeah. Yeah, so one day I said, you know what? It is time for me to face my fear, something that I avoided for my entire life. Every time I encounter a fear in the past, I will just detour, walk away from it, and say, okay, there must be another way to do things and find a way that makes me comfortable. Now, every time I encounter a fear, I'm like, okay, then I should do this. Like, every time I, I feel the fear, it's like Good. a reason for me to actually do that action. And so, it, this is thanks to the project that I started. One day, I decided I was going to face all of my fears, one every day, start with smaller fears, and then move up the ladder and do, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger fears, yes. until my last fear was speaking at TEDx, and that was one of the biggest fears that I faced. Of course. But I have to say, I don't think I'd want a tarantula on my arm. <laughs> oh my, I, I, well, that was not part of my list, oh, let me tell it? you. Everybody suggested the tarantula, and I was Yuck. ignoring that. 
until one day I visited my brother in Savannah, Georgia, and he said, oh, my best friend has a tarantula, and he lives next door, and he said he would, you know, help you face this fear. How can I say no to that? It was just God sending me a sign. You have to face this fear. I know, because you probably felt like you couldn't say no to anything. Oh, yeah, it was at a point that I just had to say yes. The more I wanted to say no, the more I knew I had to say yes. Mm-hmm. What I loved yeah. about your TEDx talk is it's so relatable. I mean, so many people must have come up to you after or emailed you and said, oh, my gosh, you really touched on how I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part of this entire project that I just started it to face my own fears and become a braver person myself. And I put it out there just as a way to document the process and also have some accountability. And then suddenly other people started saying that they were getting very inspired to go after their fears because they said, you look like a very normal person. And if you (laughs) face your fears, maybe I can face my fears as well. And even though we don't share the same fears, they get inspired just by the concept of bravery in general. So when the project went viral around day 40, I started to receive thousands of emails a day. People from all over the world saying that they were completely inspired. And it was very interesting to see the different countries. So, for example, a lot of people from Poland wrote saying that they were so inspired by the project. And I was like, wow, there must be something about Poland that people can relate so much to this. So we traveled to Poland last year. And I was able to speak there at a school, at a university. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get to know some of the people and understand a little bit more of their culture and why they have so many fears and why they think that me doing this was so brave for them. And it was so interesting. So why do they have so many fears? So they were explaining how they, you know, their country has been through so much and through communism where... Um, you're not allowed to show your vulnerable side Mm -hmm. at all. So whenever someone asks, how are you? You should just say, fine, and keep going and never ask questions, never draw attention to yourself. So they have all these inner fears that they're not even able to communicate because it's wrong, apparently. So whenever someone else comes and says, I do have Mm -hmm. many fears and I'm going to face them and I'm going to be completely vulnerable about it, they felt like, whoa, this is so different than what we're used to, and that's maybe what caught their attention so much. I would imagine you're a great role model for kids because, you know, some of these fears start when you're younger. Exactly, and I I always think, like, I wish I had someone like me at that age, like around 12, 13, 14 years old, telling me the amazing opportunities that hide behind each of these fears. Mm -hmm. So instead of um, seeing every fear as a sign that I should walk away, I then would see it as a sign that I should stay and fight and get over my fears and then challenge myself in even more. I would imagine being on the TEDx stage is kind of scary. So, <laughs> I mean, how did you prepare for that? Or maybe you weren't so scared by the time that rolled around. Well, um, the fear was, it went beyond just public speaking Mm -hmm. and being at TEDx, it was my last year and I had a lot of people expecting this moment. Many followers, you know, all my professors, all my um, family, my friends, they were all very, um, you know, expecting what's going to happen for the 100th year, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. 
Right. And when I announced that it was a TEDx, everybody was expecting to see this TEDx. So I had so <laughs> much pressure on top of me. And then I thought, if this goes well, maybe this is something I can keep going. And then I don't have to actually go and find a job. I can keep motivating people by speaking. But this has to go well. If it goes wrong, then maybe this is not for me. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. People around me put pressure on myself. So um, it was so scary to just screw up. And if you see my my talk yes. at the beginning I'm very I'm shaking and I'm very very nervous but as I okay. start speaking I gain confidence and then I was enjoying it so much that at the end I'm like I have to keep doing this and then I became a speaker I love it I yeah because you gave up your day job to do this yeah. which is your passion which is great yeah that was one of the fears quitting my job I think it was fear number 50 or 59 now did you write a lot of things down or did they just come to you along the way things you wanted to do so I started by writing a list, and I thought it was going to be very easy to write 100 things because I've been avoiding fears my entire life. But turns out it's not easy to think about the things that you normally try to ignore. I try to ignore all my fears and just think about things that I like. So when I was writing it down, I could only write 20, and then mm-hmm. I couldn't keep going. So at that point, I went to Facebook, and I asked, my entire Facebook community, I have around 1,000 friends, okay. I said, hey, I'm going to face. 100 fears, but I need some ideas. Okay. Can you, you know, write some things that you are afraid of to see if I can relate to that? Yes. And thanks to that, I, my list grew to 60 fears, which was enough to start the project. Perfect. And then not only the list grew, but also I had now like a community of people that were expecting to see me face all these fears and that they wanted to see if I faced their fears, the one they suggested. So that really helped. And then it got picked up. Because you got into, what, yeah. number 40 or something, and then the media found out. Exactly, yeah. One day I woke up, and then I had an email from Daily Mail saying, Hey, Michelle, can we share your pictures and your videos on a, a story you want to run? And you know, like, of course, yes, you can share everything you want. And then the next second, <laughs> um, every single website was sharing everything. No one asked for my permission, only them. Whoa. So we're kind of <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, what's great about you is you're very real. And it's very relatable. A lot of the fears are so relatable. And, you know, you watch your speech and, and you know, there are times it's funny and it's just, you know, everybody has something deep down inside mm-hmm. that scares them. Yeah, and it goes beyond fear. It's more about comfort. So mm-hmm. many people say, I don't have fears, but would you do this? No, I wouldn't do it because I'm not comfortable doing it. I'm like, I'm not comfortable either. So that's a fear you should face. So it's, it depends on how you see fear. Right. Last April, I was in New York City. I took my daughter to see some shows. And I don't love walking around the city at night. But the, but New York is filled with people at any hour. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to walk around at 3 a.m. in a really, you know, terrible area. But, you know, New York, actually, people are pretty friendly. I mean, you can yeah. ask, you know, people, um, I'm looking for this street or this restaurant, whatever. And so we went to a show. And my daughter, I think she was a little apprehensive, which I don't blame her, walk around the city at night. And I mm-hmm. said, just hold my How hand. How old is she? Um, she was 16 at the time. And okay. it, it was a new thing, you know, we're walking around the city at night. I said, we're totally fine. And we had the best time we're laughing, wa- holding hands, walking down the street. And the streets were packed. And it's, yeah. you know, 10, 1030 at night. And we had the best time. And it was, we both needed to get over that. You know, we we're fine. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I, I, you should have done uh, with her dancing in the middle of Times Square, like one of the fears that I faced. Oh. That was the, the most fun of all. That is. So, how did that come about? 
I don't know. It gets <laughs> to a point where you just have to get really creative with yes. your fears. And one of them, someone suggested dance in the middle of the street or dance like no one's watching. Right. And he said, I should do it in Times Square where there's a lot of people and a lot of light also. So I went at night at like 9 p.m. Yes. And I put music but and my earphones so no one else was listening <laughs> to music, just me. And I started dancing and and immediately I started to really enjoy it. I thought it was going to be awkward, but I just loved to dance so much. And the music was so good that I started dancing like crazy and enjoying it. And then suddenly other people started joining me. I and love I was it. like, what? <laughs> this is so cool. And then we danced for hours. You did? Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, I made new friends. It was really cool. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, anything goes in New York and you shouldn't be fearful yeah. and... Uh, people see stranger things in Times Square, trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you? So they can find out about the project in 100dayswithoutfear.com. I have the list of all the fears with all the videos in there. And then if they want to find out about speaking, uh, what I'm doing now, they can go to michellepoller.com or find my YouTube channel, which is Hello Fears on YouTube where I'm posting weekly videos to inspire younger girls to go after their fears and, and live a courageous life. You know, this is fantastic. I, I was reading all about you, and I'm thinking, this is somebody that was able to take something that was inhibiting you and make it her life passion and your direction in life. So congratulations. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. Any advice before we wrap up for people that are super fearful? Yeah, well, first start by watching some of my videos. I'm sure that will inspire anyone because you can see how fearful I am, and I still did it. So now I regret so much not doing this for my entire life. I missed out on so many opportunities. So my one advice is it's okay to have fear, and don't take fear as a sign to walk away like I was doing before. Take fear as a sign that you should challenge yourself in that moment and go for it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in, Michelle. No, my pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. That was Michelle Poehler calling in to talk about her 100 Days Without Fear project and Hello Fears. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. I'm going to take a little break, and then I have two more guests. Uh, one is calling in from Massachusetts, Jeremy Noble. He's the founder and president of the Foundation for Art and Healing. He'll join us in just a little bit. And then uh, I have the co-author of The Path, Christine Gross-Lowe, is calling in uh, at 945. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 